That hurts my heart. That hurts my heart. Cheers. 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 <laughs> Welcome into another edition of Road Trippin'. I'm Allie Clifton, Channing Fry, Richard Jefferson. Three weeks in a row. Woo! Happy about it. Um, we're actually coming at you a little early this week um, because we have some prior commitments towards the end of the week. And there's actually just a lot to what talk What commitments about. do we have? I'm going to the beach. <laughs> oh, this dude. This dude. <laughs> I was going to throw you out there like that. I was like, stage wait, we one, have commitments? Stage one. Uh, let me out the house. Wait, Channing, you don't, have, you don't have a bunch of whiskey bottles? No. Don't. God, it hurts my heart. Why? doing that to that wine fridge. Poor wine fridge. Disgusting. First of all, it's, it's, a, it's just for the aesthetic. It's not an actual wine fridge. That's why whiskey goes better in there. Uh, and two, does it? Not, I don't drink that much. Not what? temperature gauges? Like, do you not put it? No, 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 no. No, it's just room temperature. I like that you just have a wine, wine fridge in your home just for aesthetics. Thanks. For well, because it was like it was a closet. Yeah, no, no, it, it was a closet before, and that that shit's expensive to like refrigerate it and like seal it and all that shit's expensive, dude. We're gonna actually take a moment to get into all of this. I just, I see it on Channing's face and he can't wait. Um, but before we do that, obviously on this episode, we're going to dive into all things NBA related because there's a lot still going on. Um, we're going to introduce a fun interactive way to engage with our fans, our audience. At the end of this episode, we're going to get to some oh. questions that you guys submitted last week uh, using the hashtag road trip and anything goes. So stay tuned. It's going to be a fun game. We'll see if these two can handle it. Probably, Probably not. But first, before we do all of that, can we just kind of wrap up last week and how great Kendrick Perkins was and shout out to him again. He was wonderful. Per but Perk He is what I would call the salt of the earth. Uh, <laughs> he's a genuinely nice guy. I absolutely hated his ass when we played against him. But the way that everyone talked about them when they were teammates, I get it. I got it. Um, dude, good for him for coming out of high school as a big man with no hops. Right? No hops. No hops. He would just, he was like, listen, I play defense, I rebound, and I'm going to give you a right-hand hook, but I'm that much better than everybody else. And he he did it, man. He did it. He used to have a little bit of hops. He used uh, to have a little bit of hops. A he little bit. About Before he started eating two lobster tail tigers. Wait, wait, I need to, I, I need this. I need to, Shut I up, definitely Kirk, need to you. see that. I have to now find this place when I go to Houston purely based off of Perk. Oh, right. Perk should are. get like a percentage of their dollars if they say, yo, give me the Perky Lurky special. People on social media like, wanted to know where that place was. Really? Yeah. The thing that he's really good at is... <laughs> he was getting one for lunch and one for dinner. Let's go. An elephant ear or a funnel cake in between. Ooh! Oh, I do love those. But that hurts my stomach just hearing that. Does really well. It's a lot like you guys. He likes to keep it real both on and off the court. Um, so to that point, I loved all of that kind of chatter and talk. I will say I've already had a moment this week, and it's only Tuesday where I've had to jump into my pants. Shout out, Perk, for keeping things real there. Um, yeah. But I posted that and wanted to... Um, you really need to jump into your pants? I did. I did, and I wasn't going to get into it, but shout out to Soho Yoga. That's why. Because they just opened up this week. I finished a class. Get it. Quick. And have you ever tried to put on some yoga pants on top of a sweaty body? Oh, Channing does that every other day. <laughs> it's yeah. What is it, Wednesday? Yes. <laughs> yes. I have sweaty butt when I wake up. 
I have to get Botox. Like you got Botox. <laughs> you wait, you're Botoxing your ass? Do you not see? Look, bow, no lines. Total <laughs> fat, yeah. Wait, you really do have Botox in your forehead? No! Oh my oh. God, I'm joking. <laughs> Ellie, I'm black. I could be 70 at this point. You wouldn't know the difference. Okay, we're moving on. Oh, uh, uh, um, I, so I just got a thing that just said, Okay, I, I wait a second. I just got a thing that said Bleacher Report. I literally, this is not a lie. I'm on my computer and I get a thing that says, they said that Kyrie is, t uh, they said players were talking about starting their own league. Um, hold on, let me see. No, I got the same one. Oh you, my God. You just got the same pop up? Wow. What it really looks like when you find out information. I'm stealing. I'm just... um, okay. So my internet is. Never mind. You know what? That's just clickbait. There's there's only two paragraphs, and they were just like, it's just him saying he wants to start their own league. Mm -hmm. um, that the NBA that they should skip the restart at Disney World. Blah 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 blah. It's it's not even no. You don't even give that no look. It's it's so stupid. Clickbait. Clickbait. Okay, well that just tells you right there. I'm gonna, um, I'm a little off my rocker right now. Um, okay, so before we get into the NBA then, <laughs> let me get back to what I really wanted to discuss. I brought up the whole Perkins thing, one yes to say thank you again, give him a shout out. But also, it just reminded me that we are doing these podcasts and we're working on a show together. Are you about to surprise, are you about to surprise no. somebody? No, that oh. was last week. No, I'm not surprising you. Um, but even better, I think. I just want to know how you guys are doing yourselves. Channing said today that he was going to come into this episode hot. Um, I'm coming in here hot. Here's why. Yeah. Hot in a good way. Tell go. me why you're hot. Um, tell, tell me why you're mad, Channing. No, I'm not mad at all. I'm actually like this one of the best days ever. It's actually, um, so today I got to taste ne my next year's wine, right, at the beginning of how it is. Uh, so 2000. 19 chosen wine their pinot and then i got to pick 2019's will actually be 2018 chosen wines chardonnay so i've been wine tasting since like 11 so oh oh no no hey. but i mean like okay when people say oh you get to choose your wine that's easy like it's all good it's hard as shit like we had to choose from i think eight eight to ten different barrels what is it going to taste like in six months? What's it going to taste like in a year? What do I think people want to drink? What do I like? Is it too peppery? Is it too citrusy? Is it too, there's like so much stuff that I don't even like, you would never think, but obviously you're sitting there drinking it and you're like dissecting something that's so, you're like, uh, I would buy a bottle of this or I'd buy a bottle of this, but you got to like kind of grind it out. And it's pretty freaking awesome. And my beer comes out this Friday. Oh, uh, what beer are you got coming out, dude? The Fry PA, second year. <laughs> what you mean, uh, Richard? <laughs> don't be jelly. Your boy not, doing I, things. Anyway, I, I'm not. I actually, look, I, I actually enjoy it because beer. I'm, I'm gonna use it like I did earlier, uh, like I did earlier. So I, I had a movie, uh, Sprinter. Go watch on Netflix. Everybody, go check it out. And I, I texted Channing and Kevin, and I texted Channing, and I was like, hey guys, like, look, check out the movie, go blah, blah, blah. 
And Channing's like, dude, we're not, I'm not talking, I'm not promoting, I'm not posting about your movie. And I was like, Channing, I post, posted about your shitty beer for an entire <laughs> summer. And he goes, you're right, you did. Okay, I'll post about your movie. So I look forward to drinking Channing's beer all summer. I look forward. First of all, my beer is posting delicious. about his beer. It is good. Delicious. I, will, I, I look forward to posting about it all summer so that the next time I call in that favor, to be like, listen, bitch. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. Damn, damn, damn. See, if you get a chance to post about your friend's stuff, you got to. Because oh, there's I can't wait. Be a day, there's going to be a day where you need to call them to post about theirs. And it's like, I'm telling Channing in advance, I'm posting about your beer because I'm going to call in and say, you got to post about whatever random shit I'm doing here. Dark, Channing, how does it dark. make you feel that, yeah, he posts about it, but yet he's still going to keep it real with how he actually feels about it? Uh, I'll be honest, my beer sold out in three days, so <laughs> <laughs> it did. I'm not even talking. Look, look, <laughs> I, drank, I drank Fry PA for a long fucking time. Listen, he I know, did. You, you I know actually, it's crazy. Yeah. I appreciate Richard's honesty. I get it. It's not for everybody, uh, but it is delicious. Um, when I made it, I made it. What the fuck is this? A year old. Okay, that's, I don't know. I no disclaimer. Fry I don't PA here. Is it cold? That's fried PA. Is it yeah, cold? It's cold. Yeah, it's cold. Ooh. To his Ooh. point there, those, there's no way that that still tastes good. Well, it might, taste might good. as well find out. <laughs> oh, we've got a snap to it. Look, look, a little snap to it. <laughs> yep, still, still tastes like, like ass and burnt hair. I mean, there we go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it does not taste like an elephant's, I was going to say something. Okay, an elephant yeah. fart. I was gonna say an elephant yeah. queen. If it doesn't yeah. taste like an old lady <laughs> fart going through an onion, if it does being not captured like a sprinter's bunion, then, <laughs> then that's not what I was going for. Oh my god! If it, if it does not taste like your socks were made of onions and broccoli, <laughs> and you go on ultra marathons with with a, with a like hint it. of ear hair. Yeah. You guys are disgusting. I really think that this episode needs to Yeah, this is the last one. No no BS. It's in the back of the fridge. And I was like, I've literally had them back there obviously forever, but I go through it. There was one more. I was like, let me see if there's one more of the bitches. <laughs> yeah, there is. There is one. That's the last one though. That's all that matters. Wait oh, yeah. See, you see this? One. See, I'm talking about it and showing it on the podcast, which means that he's going to have we got to a new label this work. year. So Yeah, give me some new shit. Channing, maybe Fry PA should be our sponsor, or maybe- Wait, no, no, no BS, no BS. Channing, um, I was working with a guy from Quibi, and when we were talking, we're chopping Quibi. it up, and he was- Yeah, yeah, Is that anyway. from Harry Potter? Yes. <laughs> Quidditch? Not, not Quidditch. Uh, Channing, uh, Quibi is a multi-billion dollar company. Let's be nice to them. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so- uh no but they were talking about how much they like he was ohio guy he was talking about how much he liked your fry pa he was like when is it coming out again and i was like oh geez don't tell him that shit. Tell him to dm me i'll send it to his house right now i, I well he listens he knows who this is uh, individual. or he knows he knows who he is so Chang's got a new fry PA coming wait Chang, what? Richard. friday Friday. Huh? Friday. Yeah, supposed to come out Friday, unless something happens. You know, listen, COVID is changing. Are everything. you sending me some fry PA? 
It's you already know I'm not buying mail. that shit. It's already in the mail. Don't <laughs> worry, you little bald ass head, boy. Uh, All right, so Channing has a beer coming out this this Friday for IPA. And my wine comes out in September. Uh, is that Pinot? It's a Pinot Noir. There's only 85 cases, so we're going to put out in the next month or so. Uh, 85 cases equals almost a, only a thousand bottles. This year we wanted to go really small. Okay, watch this shit. We're going to slap some commercials for that shit in front of this, <laughs> on the back of this, and in the middle of that. Did you just say yeah. a shot? Uh, well, you know, that's fried pH. <laughs> I, I think it might, it might have aged. It might have fermented a little bit longer. As it should. My beer is like my wine. Like, uh, it's better uh, when it... You have, to, you have to pour it and let it breathe. Yeah, just let my beer breathe. All right, sorry, Allie. Allie is... No, Allie's you guys fine. are great. Uh, I'm no, trying to so, figure out if I liked you guys better last week when you weren't talking to each other. I'm trying to figure that no, out. No, with Pert? Yeah, no, because we were talking to Pert. Uh, <laughs> yeah, watch this. Chang, Chang, are you ready to do... So, are you ready to do a... Are you ready to do a voiceover for an ad for your beer? Why? Allie, do it. That's... Wine, wine, for my wine. Oh, we had an NBA production meeting. Is that today? Oh. All right, there's a lot going on. Uh, speaking of NBA, <laughs> let's get into it. Reel us back. Reel us back. Let's let's dive into it. Um, I think I want to start at the top. We have talked about it the last two weeks, just in general, um, what's going on in our country um, with the uh, systemic racism, racial injustice. Um, and that aspect also with COVID-19 and as it applies to the NBA. Um, but things have gotten a little heated as of late. And so I want to just present the question to the both of you because I don't think you guys have really had a chance on here at least to touch on your stance uh, with what is going on lately. So obviously, as many are aware, but those who are maybe trying to get caught up, um, there are players within the NBA who feel like returning to play is not appropriate would be a distraction um, at this time to what is going on in the world and, and on a much bigger scale and then there are others who feel like returning to play would be the right path and the route to take and um, so I think let's just start there Channing I want to start with you just your stance and how you feel about what's being discussed here's my stance the NBA players will never have a bigger stage to show their thoughts and emotions and feelings ever in the history of the NBA. Never in the history of sports has only one sport been so readily available than it will be in Orlando. It is uncomfortable to play now. It is, um, it doesn't seem like the right time. Obviously it doesn't. It's in July. You would, you'd be done, right? Everything is not convenient right now. But as a player, if you're the only sport being playing and being on TV, your platform is bigger than the NBA finals. Every game is bigger than the NBA finals because you guys are it. We are watching nothing but you. If you kneel, for every national anthem, if you speak out, if you don't talk about the game, if you only talk about things that are being, that are happening in our country and, and your ideals of, of what you want our country to look like afterwards, that is the time to do it. If you do not play, guys that are 
you know, listen, if you're not in a starting lineup, if you're not even one of the superstars, who's listening to you, right? Who's listening to you? If you are one through 15 and you have this opportunity in this space, in this platform, your voice is bigger than 99.9% .9 of America's. Please use it. Don't, don't give up this opportunity. Don't give up everything that you've worked for to earn this type of money, to provide your family and your communities with um, this type of, of, of not only leadership, but, but growth and, and something to look forward to. And I know that Charles said, out of sight, out of mind. Now, I don't completely agree with that, but I get what he's trying to say. Charles said, out of sight, out of mind, because, listen, think about a guy like, you know, I'm just going to name somebody. I know Anthony Tolliver, who's been on team to team to team. Now, if Anthony Tolliver's standing up for his beliefs, his voice is a thousand percent bigger than anybody else's that we would ever see. So use it, please use it. Don't, do not think oh it's just basketball it's at this point it is not just basketball it's covid it's the injustices it's black lives black lives matter it is for everybody that is going through a struggle you are their inspiration you are their 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 beacon of light you are the person that they should look up and say hey when they had an opportunity they did their job they took care of it and they were pros that is my I, okay, I've had this conversation a couple of times, so I kind of get riled up. No, that's a good dude. That, that's, that's it's it's so no, it's 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 well said. I you know I had been uh, very um, I've been quiet on this topic because it's like there's the COVID thing that's one, right? And 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 um, Stephen A. said it. He was like, look, if you if players don't want to play because of COVID and safety and this so conversation over. Conversation's over. Done. Done. Like, okay, there, none of us, we respect it. We understand. You guys are like, fine. But then he found that the issue with not playing. Now, that's Stephen A. The reason why I've been quiet is because it is, as much as I have my opinion, and as much as I know who I am and what I stand for and what I believe in, I also understand this right now. They're not asking me to go quarantine on a, or at a resort you know, for six weeks, for two months, for whatever it is. They're not asking me to do that. <laughs> and I work for ESPN. So it's like ESPN is a company that benefits if everyone goes back to work because then they get to play. So it's like, I'm not a player and, and I work for ESPN. So even if I send out a message because I believe it's all of a sudden muddled in, well, you work for ESPN. Of course you want them to go back to play at a point. And I'm just like, no, that's just, this is just how I feel. So I, I think, you know, I default to what Kyle Korver, and I, I had the fortunate, fortunate uh, opportunity to interview him today. The and for Eagle. anybody, like, the Eagle, Kyle Korver is a legend. He's oh, like legend. one of those guys that's, like, so, like, awkwardly perfect. Um, salt, salt of the earth. <laughs> salt of the earth. And um, he's got, uh, or he had three brothers, our three brothers, and I think one of them passed, correct? Ugh, yeah. And, yeah, one of them passed. And this is why I say this. Kyle Korver talked about white privilege years ago. He wrote an article for the Players' Tribune years ago about the Black Lives Matter movement, about why oh, him, so about him, about him as a white man has <laughs> to be one of the people that are taking the lead. So he says this, and he wrote this article, and it was like, well, because everyone knows who Kyle Korver is. Fast forward to today, 
and all of this shit's going down. And Kyle Korver is a guy that has a chance to win a championship. He's on the Milwaukee Bucks. He's played for 17 years. He is one of the most respected vets that you'll ever come across in the league. Kyle Korver can play as long as he wants, as long as his body holds up. And he's like, you know what? I just default. I, like, he goes, whatever my, my brothers and sisters or whatever my black brothers and teammates want to do, I'll do that. If they believe that not playing is the right way, then, hey, um, then, then, then we're going to not play. If they believe that coming together and uses our voices in Orlando is to, to combat, if we come together and, and the NBA and them have a plan and we, for us to come together to combat change, he goes, then I, I'm going to do that. And so, like, that's the way I've always I, I felt, and he articulated it so well because I'm like, look, I understand what they're going through. I understand what they're fighting for. I see both sides of the coin. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to support you brothers in any way that I can. If you decide to not play, you will never hear a negative word out of my mouth about it. You will not if you guys collectively come together. If you guys collectively decide to go there, I will sit here and collectively applaud you for coming together and doing what you're doing. Just like if you guys were in uh, United and decided to not play, I will applaud you. Whatever you do as a group and however you want to unify your your um, moment and, and how you want to unify each other to go and combat change, I'm going to applaud either way as long as it's done in unison. Um, and so it's like, yo, I don't, like, I'm not saying I have an opinion. I just don't think that my opinion really fits in here. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. And Kyle even said, this is why Kyle, so he's like, look, as a white, as a white male and as a white athlete, he goes, if there is a vote, I, he goes, I probably wouldn't even vote. And I thought that would, like, of all the interviews, of all the things I've, I, I've heard, and we've, I've been doing stuff every single day, that might be the most powerful words that I've heard anybody say. I... Is, that, if, is that he wouldn't, he wouldn't vote because he's like, if I vote for, right, to go to, to sit out, or if I vote for playing, he's like, yo, this is not about me. I can take a step back and say, I want to win a championship 17 years in, but I want to be there for your cause, whatever that means. That, that, that's powerful to me to say he wouldn't vote and would allow the people whose lives are being affected and how they want to address the change, he'll fall in line there. And that to me is why Kyle Korver is one of the all times in my book. I applaud you both, uh, commend you both for, for giving your thoughts right there. Um, I did not mean to interrupt you, Richard, but it, it did spark something in my mind. I have two directions I wanna go with this. First for Kyle Korver, I had a chance to, to listen to your live today. And, you know, it's so ironic um, because Kyrie was a guy who obviously we all know very well, worked mm -hmm. alongside um, for, for a few years, spent a lot of time on this platform, this exact platform, the Road Trip and Podcast on several occasions, um, and said, spoke, gave, it, gave perspective, dove into a lot, a variety of topics that opened our eyes to understanding mm -hmm. him, the way he thought, the way he operated um, on a multitude of, of levels, not just as a basketball player. But one thing I always remembered from Kyrie that kind of summarized what Kyle stands for and, and a lot of what he was saying with you and what he's always been consistent saying, um, Kyrie always said that he wanted to be known for more than just a basketball player. Right now, that is where as athletes, as celebrities, whoever it may be, but speaking about the NBA player, speaking of Kyrie, this is your time to put your foot where your mouth is, to be more than an athlete, right? Be more than mm -hmm. just a basketball player. For Kyle Korver, who he's always been and stood for, 
it's one of my favorite quotes and and I try to kind of live it out on a daily basis but the best leaders out there are the ones that are not just leaders but they're the leaders that are willing to be led and that is mm -hmm. what Kyle Corver is doing right now it's what a lot of white America it's what a lot of whether you're a white athlete whether you're just a white individual man woman whatever it may be we are sitting here and preaching and saying that we want to listen and we want to learn we want to educate and that's where Kyle Corver has continued to be uncomfortable and step out and to your point you posted that on your Instagram today and I saw so many people not a fan of what Kyle Corver said it's not oh. even but yeah. from that standpoint, it's who he is. It's who he's always been. He's consistent. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I like about him is that, yeah, there are a lot of people that have jumped up in the, in the last couple of weeks with that. It's great. It's great that they're willing to listen. There's great that they're ready to join the movement. And, and, it's, and it's like, you know, when somebody finds, like when there's a, a new musician and somebody's like, oh, this person's awesome. You're like, man, I've been, I, I've been you know, listening to them for years. And you're mad that that Kyle Corver has been a part of this movement since the beginning. Since yeah. the beginning, he has recognized, he's acknowledged, he's respected, he's understood the movement since the beginning. And so when he speaks now and then speaks so eloquently on it and says the right things, it's not orchestrated. Whether popular just, or not. Whether popular or not, he's just saying that because he's been listening for years. Mm -hmm. He's been listening, he's been paying attention. And he was like, you know what? Whatever they want to do, I stand with them. Why does he believe that? Because he's listened to his teammates. He's listened. He, he talked about during when the Trayvon Martin situation happened and he just saw his teammates. He said, he's like, I saw my own teammates. I saw my brother, just all of them so crushed, so devastated because this was, this could be their kid. This could be them. This easily could have been one of their brothers, one of their sisters, one of their one of their children that are the same age, that look the same way. And that's why it was like, they were so fearful and so upset. And he took a moment to listen and he understood how things needed to change. And like, not everybody has taken that perspective. Not everybody is, and he was like, yo, at the end of the day, like I'm in a locker room where I was the only, I'm in Atlanta where I was the only white guy on the team. And I saw these people being devastated by this moment. How he's like, how could you not open your eyes and, and listen and understand you know, because he's immersed in the culture, right? So he's firsthand. And so he didn't see anger and rage. He saw frustration and he saw sadness and he saw that, yo, that could have easily been one of our family members. And so for him to be so, so on point at this point in time in the movement lets me know that if people do care, if they want to be educated, if they want to learn more about it, then there's, then, then there's ways to do it. And even Kyle said, he was like, as far as much as he's been involved in it, he also said, I still have so much more to learn. I just, I, he's like, I just know just, just enough to really care about it. So shout out to you, Kyle, fan of the pod, you know, big and friend of the believe, pod. I know Channing might disagree, but though he is and will go down as one of the greatest shooters in NBA history, I know you feel like you are. Um, you will also and know like, and remember right. Kyle for, for this and his oh, act. Kyle Corver, anytime anybody asks who my favorite teammate is, it is 100% him. Fact. <laughs> I mean, I like Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was my playmate 
He was uh, low key. He was. When I brought. Pino That's why I said. Paul. I go. I go. You said next to Chang. Do you remember the funny, the funniest shit that Kyle said? And I talked about it on the thing. He was like, "Man, because everyone knows about how we all drink wine and stuff like that." He's like, "Yeah, I've seen guys like drinking wine after a game." He's like, "I've never seen." He goes, "I've never seen." guys show up after a 12 o'clock practice for a 2.30 flight with bottles of wine to drink to go to the next city. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, the cabs. Oh, <laughs> oh the fuck. Oh, the cabs. That, like, that got me into wine because I was like, dude, what am I going to bring to this plane to show these guys? Like, I will get criticized. You will get criticized if you don't bring wine. You better bring wine like one every three trips, even bring, if it's just two bottles. Don't bring bullshit. So for me, I'm like, yo. That, is, that, is that Lauren back there? Yeah, Lauren. What's up, girl? Lauren. Bring your ass in here. Lauren. They can see you. Come here. You're on road tripping already. Come here, Lauren. <laughs> oh, she's Come the on. best. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Yes, yes. Come here. Oh, she's like, no. oh. No. you know who runs that house. <laughs> yeah, she, she's like, she's like, hi. <laughs> uh, okay, real quick, guys, before we move on, um, I just actually have two other questions about this. You bring up one, the vote, which today, Richard, I thought to myself, wait, what do you mean what vote? So I want to get your thoughts on that. But also, um, we talked about it last week with Kendrick Perkins. I posed the question to the both of you guys, the three of you, in regards to if you thought players would make a statement, whether that's vocally with action. Um, I thought it was interesting. It came out today, Avery Bradley who is alongside Kyrie Irving in this player coalition um, and not wanting necessarily to re resume uh, basketball. Avery saying, regardless of how much media coverage will be received, talking and raising awareness about social injustice isn't enough. Protesting during an anthem, wearing t-shirts is great, but we need to see real actions. And, and, I and, I, and, I, and this is the thing, you can, you can sit at these tables and respect everyone that's talking, respect everyone's point of view. And I'm not for the, again, I can't reiterate, I'm not for them going back. I'm not for them staying home. I'm just curious. Okay, if I was sitting in front of A.B. Bradley, so what type of action are you looking for? Because the NBA has always been at the forefront of player empowerment, listening to the players, being um, open to, their, to the things that are important to them. So it's just like, are you waiting for legislation, which is going to take months, weeks, years, legislation to pass? Even the president just passed. Uh, uh, a police reform, uh, you know, bill or or something along those lines, where you know, making you know a database if there's you know officers with a certain amount of infractions, if there's a uh, making certain chokeholds illegal. So there's already been stuff you know starting to move and starting to happen, and so if, if they believe that that's happening because basketball is no longer being played or sports are not being played. Um, I would like to believe this is part of a, of a movement, um, but I just want to know, like, okay, so, you know, you want to sit out the season and you want to allow, because all 450 NBA players uh, aren't the ones that are sitting there at every, at every um, protest. They're not everywhere. So it's like, you know, what are they looking for in order to get back? And I think that's just a question that, that I think Adam Silver, that other players want to know. So if that's it, I respect it. And I look forward to hearing like what his plans are, or what they want to do. I'm, I'm really, I, I really am supportive of it. I'll say this, and this is a blunt truth. Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard, 
Kyrie. Kyrie, Kyrie wasn't even going to play. So we'll just count him out. I think for me, here's really where the business, right? Where you, where your feet hit the pavement. You say you don't want to play. The Lakers say, okay, thank you. Appreciate your time. You don't get paid. Mm -hmm. You, you go ahead and do your thing. We're going to go play. They replace you. The Lakers win a championship. Was it worth it? Yes. Yeah. I think, I think, I think for them, you can't, you can't question what is worth it. Like okay, for, me, person, for me personally, Richard, I would never, I would never. In the, no, no, but I'm saying Richard, are they creating new policies? Are they breaking stuff down? Are they creating new things to do? Like what are they doing? I think you're saying the same thing, but I'm saying yeah. to them as a basketball player, as a, as a black man in America, where is your platform? Yeah. Well, no, it, it, look, that's what, uh, Ali, you said that, you said that about Will Bond. Will Bond was like, hey, there's a reason why they focus, why, you know, our communities always said black owned, black owned, because they understand that money is power, right? Money is power. Having money, like Channing, you've donated money. I've donated millions of dollars of my own money. Like we, 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 if you get money, you can donate money towards those causes. You can, and it's like, oh, it's, it, it'll be a billion dollars of money out of the player's hands. Oh. And you know we're one of the few people much, in our demographic that can actually that can actually afford that. The community, stop! What are you doing? Like donate every donate every one of your dollars to whatever cause you want to donate to. Come on, guys! Come on, guys! Come on, guys! Come that, on, guys! Speaking of that, you are sitting so awkward. I know I'm I'm leaning up now because it's. Like, I'll get away from the light. The sun's hot. Because the light, like we. <laughs> Bed. The sun is cooking my feet right now. I, that's what we said in the beginning. You said I'm coming in hot. I was like, you talking about that sunlight that's gonna be hitting you? No, He's no, like, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You know who, who really came in hot the other night? Who? Still along the same topic, but I know one that you guys were a big fan of. Big Bird. Dave Chappelle. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dave Chappelle right in my yeah, feet. Yeah, that that eight minutes that that's. But he's like this. He's like, he looked. He looked at somebody. He's like this shit isn't funny, is it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like. But he still found no. ways to make. I mean, didn't you have moments where you just busted well? His out? voice. The minute I hear his voice, I'm waiting on the punchline. Oh. The minute I hear his voice, I'm always like, I'm like smiling, ready to laugh. Like that's that's just the minute you hear his voice. Um, but I think what was cool about him is because he's been socially conscious for so long. He's made jokes about it. He's made, t you know, his TV show had a lot of the social aspects of America in them. Uh, so when he speaks on this, you just believe that, you know, he understands or he has a, a pulse of the community and he has a perspective and a viewpoint that allows him, like, like every other artist, that allows him to kind of articulate what the culture, when he's like, you know, people are leaving, like, I was daring Don Lemon to say my name. Nobody wants to hear from me right now. No one cares what your favorite. And that's one thing that made me think about the athletes. He was like, people want to hear from me right now. No one wants to. The, the streets are talking. The streets are doing enough talking right now. No one wants to hear what, what I have to think. And I was like. But we all did. <laughs> we all did. And we tuned in. <laughs> I mean, he keeps it so real. And, and here's a awful thing about this. And I think it's it was going to come around regardless, but you know, I have four mixed children, right? And my two oldest are nine and, and eight. 
and I've had to have a conversation with them and show them videos of what's happening in today's world and today's climate, right? And so for me, as an adult, as a person, having a adult. guy like Dave Chappelle re-educate and reaffirm and how and what I'm doing for my own family with his thoughts and his emotions. Like for me as a dad, right? I, I have a little bit of anxiety when my kids go around bike riding, right? I live in a predominantly white neighborhood. Obviously I live in Portland, Oregon, but like, you know, yes, a lot of people are very woke and they think, you know, Portland, oh, you guys are so like, you know, hippie and everyone loves everyone, blah, blah, blah. But like, it just takes one person to feel a different way for them to act up when my kids riding around on a bike. So like that type of fear is debilitating. And I don't feel like I deserve to live like that. Right. I don't, I didn't earn the money that I did. I didn't make the sacrifices that I did so that my, my little children who realistically, when they go to school, they don't see white and black. My kids do not at all. Because I said, how many black kids are in a class? I know how many. They go, uh, maybe one. There's seven. <laughs> like they seven. don't know. See, that's like, the it. No, but that's the know. issue with the, the with the education in in math in Portland, right? They're not teaching these kids <laughs> proper math. Well, listen, look, look, look. I have a math disability, so I don't know how many. <laughs> You've always said that since day one. <laughs> it is. Uh, an American. I like to call it. I like to call it an inability. Don't say it's a math disability. It's a math inability. Well, it's it's worse than Corona right now in America, and the math disability virus is awful. But I'm saying when I listen to to Dave Chappelle and his emotion and his the rawness of that, it hits me in my feels because I feel the same way because I feel like no matter how much, and, and so many people have said this, no matter how much money I think I have, there is no fear like having a police car behind you. There's absolutely no fear as a man. I'm a seven foot man. Now I haven't been in many fights in my life, but I'll whoop a fool's face, right? But there is no fear like having a police car behind you. And that is just the honest truth. And I'm from the burbs. So obviously people go, oh, well, you know, you're from the burbs. It might be even worse because they think I'm out of place. So, like, the fact that Dave Chappelle talks about this is... It was amazing. 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 I just loved his take about how until that moment, he didn't need to say anything, as you, you quoted, Richard, because the streets are doing the talking. And sometimes they say silence is the loudest. And um, it kind of just brings it just opened your eyes. I think when I heard him say that, and then just the most recent video uh, that I watched that is just so heartbreaking of the black child shooting hoops out in his driveway. I'm sure you guys have seen it. And yeah. all alone, just living get, life. And he hides behind a, a car because of a, a cop car uh, that's driving up the road. So um, I'm sure we are going to continue to talk about this weekly, obviously, until um, the NBA finds its path and its course. Um, but again, thanks to the both of you for weighing in on those topics. Um, I want to get to the end. Appreciate your time. I want to get to um, the final segment of, of this episode, which I think will be really fun. It kind of gets us back to who we are. Um, we will be... I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. Is that, is that, 
is the final episode is it uh has Allie worn that outfit before if anyone can tell me when and where they saw me wearing this outfit i will send them a hundred dollars oh, um, no. oh and then will send you a thousand on top of that so oh, yeah get it <laughs> corona got me hurt girl listen stop it so we will see how you how good you are chanting with your math we introduced this last week and we didn't get to it because we had a surprise guest with kendrick perkins um it right now is um hashtag road trip and anything goes so for you, the fans that sent us in questions via Twitter, which is at Pod, or Instagram, which is at Um, we have selected five out of um, uh, quite the list of some questions. We are going to put these two up against one another. They both played basketball at the University of Arizona, apparently. Um, and they say that they didn't have a shot clock during their time because they were just so good they didn't need one. That's um, fact. I don't think I ever heard a eight. shot clock buzzer. On offense for eight. us? with Gilbert on the team look I never heard I never heard in three years I had Jason Terry as my point guard one time and then I had Gilbert with the year Jason Terry left Gilbert Arenas became my shooting guard I never heard a shot clock off that shit touched his hands it was going up nobody cares. never touched your hands twice in one possession nobody ever. cares about Gilbert Arenas just kidding. Whenever you want to come on again, Gil. You're always welcome. Um, no, no. As said, hashtag road tripping. Anything goes. Five questions. Here's the gist. 30 second shot clock, 35 second shot clock. Let's go 30. 20, 20, we need 30. Let's go. Let's go. Tw let's go 28 Arizona shot clock. You guys want to do that instead? 28 seconds? Yep. 28 seconds. All right, we're going 28 seconds. Channing goes first. I'm going to give you a question, and you have to answer, respond in that fashion. There will be a buzzer. Richard, you don't start until I tell you to go. Are we ready? First question, do not start the clock yet. It comes from Dante. Who's got the clock? Jordan. Oh, God. Dante Zambataro. Zambataro. You guys have to forgive me for this on Instagram if I butcher your name. Um, question number one: Illegal Pete's or Frog and Firkin? Go. Uh, Frog and Firkin all day. Best waitresses. It's in Tucson. <laughs> uh, the Frog and Firkin fries are good. The pizza is a little thick. I love the chicken apple sandwich. Um, the beers are always cold. Best eye candy you'll ever see in your entire life. Boom. How many seconds is that? Apparently you have some time left. So uh, we'll restart the clock. Richard, illegal Pete's or Frog and Firkin? So I had a roommate that worked there, Alex Carlson. He actually played basketball at Princeton with Luke's older brother. Then he moved uh, to Arizona. His imitation of the sorority girls that would be there during family weekend was one of the funniest things you would ever, ever hear. He would come home just so just devastated because you would have these individuals and it was, look, it was family weekend. So mom and dad were willing to get, and it was like, uh, can I get the lady die? And if you guys know Frog and Perk and it's lady die, it's got apple slices on it. Got it's great. The lady dies. Can I get the lady dies? He's like, whatever you want, honey. It is your weekend. This weekend is about you. Whatever it is that you want, I don't care. Get two of them. Take one home to your roommate. And he would just sit there and he would just tell us story after story of how he wanted to just explode his head off of like the conversations that were had. And for me, it's because Frog and Perkin is just that place. So they were going to get 
everything that they wanted. So I'm going to say Frog and Firkin. Okay, apparently the buzzer is not going off because the voice of God just said, Kitty, there you go. Did you guys hear it? I thought I had extra time because oh, so the Shannon didn't use all of his time. No, uh, let's see if the horn. No, we didn't hear no, I didn't hear no bell. All right, what's next, Allie? There. Maybe it's because you're talking too loud. Did you guys hear no, it? No, barely can hear it still. We can still barely hear it, Jordan. That's a, you're trying to put it from your computer to your phone. That's a big mistake. But keep going, Allie. <laughs> well, it's I okay. guess I'm glad First time time All right. Uh, number two, Channing. This is from Austin Westenberger on IG. Austin Westenberger? Your favorite NBA city to travel to and your favorite restaurant in said NBA city. Go. New York. Uh, what is that Italian place we went to, Richard? Carmine. Olive, Gar Olive Garden. Car <laughs> Carmine. Carmine's in New York. Carmine's. Uh, is, is my favorite. Best wine menu. Great ambiance. That's where you were crying. You were so drunk. You were crying, laughing in the restaurant. Shit was funny. Wow. This shit was funny. You're really good. You're very efficient. There's the, there's the oh, I, no, that, no, that's, that is so lame. Turn that off. You see Harlem Nights where he's like, quit shooting that little ass gun. Stop shooting that little ass gun. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. Thank you. All right. Leave it to us. It takes, takes us a few rounds. All right. Number three, Selena Jara Marillo. Jara Millo on Instagram. Channing, have fun with this one. Why didn't Richard go back to Arizona to coach at the U of A? Go. I don't think, I think Richard would be a horrible coach, number one. <laughs> Fact. And number two, I think Richard is better at just giving his opinion free from <laughs> other people's criticism. Uh, Fact. Having to actually develop 18-year-old kids who have more followers on Instagram than he does. Uh, that, that's all of these things are fact. All right, you, got 28 seconds. you got 28 seconds to tell Selena why you didn't go back and play or coach. Because they hired Jake. Can I start now? Yep. Oh, because they, they hired Jason Terry. Uh, what a dick. What a dick. <laughs> Did they? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Where have you been? Yeah, they hired Jason Terry. Jason Terry is now on the staff at Arizona. I tried to quit all of this shit, all Channing, you, everything. I tried to quit all ESPN, everything. I tried to quit all of this stuff. Yes, that's how sad it was. And they told me, no, they wanted Jason Terry. So I'm still here. It's quite this devastating. why I saw his picture floating around. Yeah. All right, number four, Channing, back to you. Luis Martinez wants to know, what teams will benefit most from the bubble playoffs and will the length of the time being there affect any player's game? Go. Uh, the teams. <laughs> that was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. <laughs> good, good time. Good time. Okay, the team that's going to be benefited the most are teams with the best chemistry, and the teams that are going to be affected the most are the teams where their stars are not usually in great shape. So, I'm not going to name certain names, but there are certain guys that have not been in the best of shape. And those guys would be the worst to play against. And teams like Denver, who do not get an uh, advantage based on the altitude at home, 
are going to have a tough time. <laughs> Jordan is having way too much fun over there. He's having, I know it. I can see his brophy ass smiling. <laughs> All right, Richard, uh, you need the question again from Luis Martinez. Which teams will benefit the most from the bubble playoffs, and will the length of time being there affect any players? Go. Uh, yes, the length of time will affect players. We've already seen what isolation does to people, but at least you're with your family, you're with your friends. If you talk about a, a long-term isolation now, again, especially because things are starting to open up, so now you're going to thrust people back into isolation. I don't know. I've still, I, I've said Boston. I like Boston just because they have younger players that typically are in better shape, and they have a lot of versatile players. Boston and Milwaukee, I feel like are the two best in the in the in the Eastern Conference, and then. Um, Lakers got a lot of older players, Dwight, um, um, Rondo, Braun. It was actually really close. Really well done. All right. Last question. You're going to have to go back in your memory bank. Uh, Channing, real name, no gimmicks. Carson Merck wants to know, Cavs who were good on the Versa Climber, you guys used to talk about it all the time. Who were some of the worst? Oh, Duck I know the story. Know Are the we story ready? One, two, three, go. No, let me sit up for this. Dante <laughs> Jones, we used to have conditioning, right? He is the most in shape human being, right? I've ever seen in my life. He could run for miles, jump, lift, all that. When it came to the Versa climber, he was like a little baby. Yo. <laughs> we had conditioning, right? And I'm I'm exhausted. I look over and see him get off the Versa climber. He sits on the chair and he, he like can't even see, right? His eyes don't blink. He's like, <sighs> Yo, I said, that boy saw the devil. <laughs> okay, so we don't need you to follow me up, but this is what I say, people. Let me give you, let me give you this. Poor Dante. Start my clock. Start my clock, Jordan. Ready? The go. reason why Dante was dying is because for people Cavs fans remember, he joined our team like the last day of the regular season. So he was in good shape, but he wasn't in like elite NBA playoff shape, like as everybody else was, because he had a little bit of a layoff after the G League. So this individual in between, after not really doing anything, he then got on the Bursa climber and we were doing four quarters plus an overtime. And he was trying to keep up with everyone, even though he wasn't in great shape. And that was a recipe for disaster. Oh, disaster. I, I felt bad for him. Honestly, I applauded him because I would have never been able to make it through what he did. If I would have came off a month layoff or some shit like that, no way. Dude, no way. Still. That to me, I was I, like, I'm gonna be honest. I would have thought it was you, Channing. That was the worst of the room. No, no, no. Channing's <laughs> actually good. Channing's actually good at working out. Like he, like he gets into the. I, I'm a. He's like an. Yeah, I'm an aerobics instructor working out and shit. Yeah, but, I am. Yeah, yeah. I am. You see this yeah. shirt? It's like a medium and a half. Yeah. Um, guys, I gotta go. I love you guys. That was fun. It's another edition. Channing, enjoy the beach this weekend. Oh, I fucking yeah. will. Bye. <laughs>